0: guys welcome back to the freelance fairy tales podcast where we chat all things remote work freelancing mindset and financial freedom this week i am very excited to welcome on my friend who i met through the internet another one and freelance copywriter and social media marketer olivia kelleher i met olivia i met you at the start of 2021 when i was trying to make a clubhouse group of fellow copywriters. So I found you on Instagram and I'm so glad that I did. Olivia has gone on now to grow her TikTok channel to over 363,000 followers. And you did it in like five months, which is incredible. And she's done this while diving deep into freelancing, affiliate marketing, and social media strategizing. I love it, Olivia, hi. Hello,
1: that's so nice, thank you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. That's like my my little blurb. I like to write about everyone give everyone a little praise All right So before we dive into all of the cool things you're doing in the gig economy I, I I love that you're a gig economy opportunist, like in the in the most meaning of that word I love that you are doing this while you go to college and I can see your dorm right behind you right now so How has this all been, you know, freelancing, affiliate marketing, doing all this stuff and also being a student?
1: Not easy, that's for sure. If you've been following me for a while now, you probably haven't seen me post that frequently the past like two months because of it. It's definitely a huge adjustment going from like summer vacation where I'm not doing anything. I can just focus all on my business to back to like engineering classes and like focusing on that stuff. And it's like it's definitely two different worlds, but it's totally possible to make it like one. You just have to find the time. And that's the biggest thing is time management. And I feel like I've kind of cracked that down a lot, but I'm also in this like weird shift right now with my business. So like, I'm not really sure what I want to be posting right now, but it's definitely weird. It's not easy. That's for sure. And I mean, if you're working a nine to five job, it's probably the same for you as well. You just got to, you got to manage your time, right. And figure out when you can squeeze in like, even like 20 minutes to just, you know, make a Canva design or mm-hmm. write a quick blog post or something like that, you can find time to do it.
0: I sometimes feel like people think that 20 minutes isn't enough, right? They, I feel like in their head, they think they need like two hour blocks to be able to make this work, but that's just not true. You know, the 20 minutes add up, you do 20 minutes here or there, you know, next thing you know, you did an hour and a half still today when you had the time to do it. So I, I love talking to people who are making it work would how many hours per week would you say you put into your businesses while you are a student
1: it definitely varies week to week depending on like tests and I'm also an athlete so like I have practice and like you know meets (laughs) on the weekend so like I'd say probably per day I try and put in at least an hour and like I said that's been kind of not really that existent the past like few weeks just because of senior projects and stuff like that but I'd say for the past, like, year on average, I'd put in, like, an hour of work per day.
0: Yeah, and I mean, that seems to be enough for you, you know, that, that seems to be enough to get anything off the ground. I always say that in my videos. I'm like, guys, you only need an hour per day, and I don't think anybody... I think a lot of people don't take that seriously, but you have to look at it from, like, the habit standpoint, right? Like, if you do an hour per day, that's still, you know, 30 hours a month, and that that's still something.
1: Yeah, exactly
0: you know, and it it, it adds up. I mean, I think people get worried with Fiverr, for example. So you have one gig on Fiverr right now. Do you ever run into a situation where somebody places an order and like you just can't get to it in time because of your tests?
1: I did have that a lot last year. So that's when I opened up four of them. I had blog posts, product descriptions, sales copy. That's when I ran into a lot of problems with it especially the people like I clearly put in like my description, like please message me before, because I know that there will be people that won't do it. Yeah. And like, if it's the 24 hour ones, I'm like, ah, oh, man, I really just wish that you didn't purchase this right now and that you talked to me first, but yeah. you still find time to do it. And God bless my boyfriend. Like he would help me sometimes, even though he had no clue what he was doing. Like he would <laughs> he'd take on some of my assignments for me or write for me, oh. like, or do some of the research portion. So, yeah, those yeah. first few beginning months, like, when people just randomly place orders and they were kind of, like, jerks about the orders, too, then, like, that's when problems would come up, but yeah. somehow I made it work. I think in total to, like, I didn't deliver maybe three orders in the entire time I've been on Fiverr because of schoolwork. Yeah,
0: that's cool. I see now you have a social media calendar or content calendar planning gig up. You, you, yeah, yeah. And how many days do you have to deliver that set into your gig?
1: I think it's seven days because I've I've been, like, doing a lot more with, like, content planning recently. Like, that's just the stuff I'm good at. Like, I enjoyed copywriting, but it just, like, didn't really stick with me too much. I definitely love the social media stuff way more. So that comes naturally to me. Like, I can make a content calendar for someone in, like, half an hour, and I'll still have a few days to deliver it depending on you know, what their business is, if I'm familiar with it or not. And I've actually had more people reach out out to me off of the platform than on Fiverr. I don't think anyone's actually ordered a content calendar from me on Fiverr. It's been off the platform, but people have found me on TikTok, which is kind of cool.
0: Yeah. And I know because then you don't have that 20% fee. When you were starting on Fiverr, with your copywriting gigs, did you feel like it was like a slow startup at all since like how how do you think you got those first clients? Like did you have a lot of work in your portfolio? Were you like really aggressive with messaging people?
1: So when I started out, my first order was from my boyfriend and then my second one was from my sister. Just to get a feel of the app. and like I heard you mention it before, so I was like, ah, you know, just five bucks. if you don't mind doing this for me, yeah. it really mean the world to me. So I had them order from me first, and I think it was, like, two weeks after I had those two up that I got my, like, first real order, and it was for a product description for, like, a baby bag carrier or something so random that I was not expecting at all. And then the guy ends up liking my work, so he ordered from me two times again, but after that one person, I think it was, like, maybe another two weeks before I started getting more consistent orders. But the algorithm definitely picks up when people are interested in you, that's for sure. Because, like, once you have one going or two going, like, I was up Mm -hmm. to, like, 13 orders at once once, like, December came around. It was so much.
0: Yeah, and and it's social proof, right? Like, people want to see that you either have five-star reviews or they can see how many orders are in a, a fiverr seller's queue. So I think when they see that, they just feel better. I mean, I would be the same way, right? Buying from someone, like... If I see, oh, they have 10 five-star reviews, they have 10 orders in their queue, like, clearly, they don't suck. (laughs) So, that's matters to me, but that's cool. So, you, you would say, like, you approached it from my tip of have, like, friends or family leave the first reviews and then keep going.
1: Yeah, that worked out best for me, at least, so.
0: That's cool. That's good to know. So, I'm also just curious, like at your age, you're so young and you're in college, you know, what what made you like want to start being in the gig economy? Like, how come you don't just want to wait till you graduate?
1: Well, I got bored during COVID. That was the, the first thing. Yeah. And then the second thing was like, my financial aid for junior year, I think. Yeah, junior year would have been junior year was very, very messed up. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to afford school this semester. Like, I really do want to finish my degree. Like, my degree is one of those that I actually have to go to college for if I want to do engineering. So I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to pay for school. So my goal is to just, you know, make $30 a week. Some of it will go towards, you know, textbooks and stuff. And then the other half will go towards going out with my friends on the weekend. So that was kind of my motivation for starting. I didn't ever expect it to blow up into being an online influencer or whatever you want to call it like I have no clue <laughs> oh, yeah. what I even am now but yes, like you
0: are. yeah
1: like I never thought it would hit this point but yeah I was just hoping to make some extra side cash for school and then yeah. I realized very quickly that it could be something way more if I put like the time and effort into it
0: has that success you've had in the gig economy while you've been at college has it changed like how you think about college or what you want to do when you graduate or are you still like on the same path
1: Oh, a thousand percent. It's changed my entire viewpoint. Yeah. It it really has. This could be like a two hour long conversation in itself, but it's definitely made me realize that there's choices out there for you. I think a lot of people, including myself, like I love, God bless my parents. I love them with my entire heart and soul. But like, I really, really wish that I took a gap year when I graduated because I enjoy engineering. I enjoy what I'm doing. I don't know if I want to do it right away when I graduate. It'll definitely be something I'll have in my back pocket one day or even just combine the skills that I have right now with, you know, the degree. I'm not really sure, but for anyone that's listening, I guess just, you know, there's tons of different options out there for you, and you're not going to know your passion at 17, 18 years old. Like, you can have an idea. Like, I didn't think I hated social media so much before this entire thing. And it just so happens that, like, I found along the way that I love creating videos. Like, that's just something I enjoy doing. YouTube and TikTok and, like, Instagram Reels and stuff like that. That's something I really enjoy. And I never would have known that unless I was doing this now. So Uh,
0: how are your dorm mates and classmates and stuff with all of this? Do they know you're, like, (laughs) this girl? You know, how do they take it?
1: So a lot of people, I didn't tell anyone in the very beginning that I was doing anything like this. The only people that knew were my boyfriend and my sister. I didn't even tell my parents until, like, March or April. Oh of this God. year. So it was a solid, like, nine months later that my parents found out. Yeah. And then I had that one video of, like, the coloring books blow up on TikTok. And some people found me that, like, I hadn't talked to in a long time. And then that other video of me talking about how much money I made, which, oh, God, that's a whole other conversation as well. Uh-oh, Haters yeah. online thought- are the worst. That video blew up, and that was a video that surprisingly reached a lot of people in my area, and Mm. I don't know what it was, but I guess the video really got shared around between my friends and stuff, and then everyone was like, oh, my God, what do you do online? What is this? And it was, like, sort of embarrassing, but at the same time, it was, like, really kind of cool that all those people were reaching out to me about what I'm doing, and one of my friends actually got started on Fiverr recently. She's selling, like, nursing stuff, okay, PDFs or something like that, study guides. But yeah, it's definitely been a weird experience for sure. I don't know if my roommate knows. We haven't really talked about it. We're not super close, but... (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh, man. I remember college. (laughs) I kind (laughs) of missed it. Honestly, I just partied the entire time. Like, that's why I admire what you're doing, because I never would have done this stuff. You know, 21-year-old me was, like, only concerned with making sure I got to class on time, but then also making sure I went to a party every single night.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's not me. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, no, and that's probably a good thing. No, I, I like that. So that's good. They don't like, people don't make fun of you though, because I, I would almost fear for you oh, that like they pass it little. around and they're like, look at Olivia, look at how hard she's trying. I could imagine that.
1: I mean, a thousand percent they do behind my back. I'm not going to deny that at all. Yeah. Like, there's definitely people who, and I think this whole journey kind of made me realize who my real friends are. That's yeah. for sure. Like, because I've had people make sarcastic comments at me about it and in the back of my oh, head, yeah. I'm thinking, well, <laughs> I'm not going to come out of school with a ton of debt now because of this, but yep. you at get the, the last same time. Pass. Yeah, I, I do. I do. That's the the nice thing. Like it is, it's very uncomfortable. And I mean like a lot of people have reached out to me about like getting started on TikTok and like confidence on camera and like people like finding them at work or at school. And I'm like, look, it's, gonna be a very very uncomfortable situation in the beginning mm-hmm. but you're gonna learn very quickly that you're gonna have more people that actually care what you're saying than people that yeah. are just trying to bring you down and you're gonna bond with those people like I found you online I found yep. a bunch of other people who just like you know you yeah. have the same mindset and once you find those people you'll click and everything else will just take off you know there's always going to be haters in your life and those fake friends who are just going to try and stay with you because you know you're making money or you're famous they're mm-hmm. like You know, you're doing all this stuff, but...
0: That's, like, it's incredible you're learning all this so young. Because people will always say to me, I'm 28, like, oh, you're learning all this so young. But I'm like, no, you're learning this, like, so (laughs) young. You're so mature to get all of this still in college, so... I'm, like, so excited to see, you know, once you graduate, all the stuff that you're going to do with all of this, because you have such a head start on, like, everyone, that I'm sure you will probably be retired by, like, 32, if I had to guess.
1: <laughs> Fingers <laughs> I, crossed.
0: I can see it. Now, are you still doing the affiliate marketing? Because I know you were, like, really big into that on TikTok for a while.
1: I am. It's not... That was one of the reasons that I actually stopped posting on social media a lot, was because there was a huge surge of affiliate marketers Mm. but with that came a lot of people who did not understand what it was and basically refused to understand what it was like the real affiliate marketing not like MLM sort of stuff so there were some companies that I ended up dropping for you know other reasons and I enjoy doing it it's just it wasn't I didn't want to be known as just the affiliate marketer like there's some people who have been running with that business and like it works out really really well for them but for me I think it's something that you need to supplement with your current business that you have and I didn't like just relying on essentially one company for a lot of income in the beginning and then people you know being like oh well you're not actually affiliate marketing you're just part of this one company and it's like no, I'm actually doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes, but mm-hmm. I didn't like that perspective and it all—it just kind of showed me that like I didn't want that for the rest of my life. I want to build something else and then have affiliate marketing on the side because it is very lucrative, and, but it's not really meant to stand alone in the beginning.
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting you say that because I do it to the side of my other stuff because these brands will give me these links and I, I'm like, I'd be stupid not to post them out there. But so far, like, the income that I make from it even still isn't quite a, like, full-time, you know, a full-time hustle type of thing. I know, obviously, if you were to go check out, like, Adrian Brambila's content, I'm gonna have him on here. It's absolutely a full-time gig for him because, I mean, I don't know, what does he do, like, 300 companies? I think there's, like, 400
1: companies. Like, he's insane with it. I could, But he also has paid ads, so, like, it's kind of, like, really automated at that point. He doesn't do a lot of, like, social media organic traffic.
0: Yeah. And that's what I do. Cause I'm actually scared of paid ads. Like I've never even run any for my own stuff. That's not how my brain is. And I would, I'm very nervous to like throw $2,000 behind ads. I don't know. It's just not like my thing.
1: No, I get that. I, that's like the one area of social media that I'm just like, I need to take some training on it before I do it because you're gambling with your money. If you don't know how to do it the right way. You know. Absolutely.
0: and I, I think sometimes like Facebook almost makes it too easy to get on there and like click a button and, you know, reoccurring like, oh, it's only $100 a day on my credit card. And the next thing you know, they bill you, yeah. you know, two months from now. And they're like, hey, you spent $6,000 on an ad that never worked.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's a dangerous game to play if you don't know how to do
0: it right. <laughs> no, my God, no. Okay, so let's I want to talk about TikTok. How fast did you grow it? Tell me the timeline to 360k what 63k right now when did you start it
1: so i officially started my tiktok in december like lately december i think after christmas of 2020 i opened up an account i was like you know what i'm just gonna make a video kind of vlog my it was more for like self-reflection on everything that i've been doing just to keep track of it and i think i had like probably 20 followers for like a month straight. it was just yeah. kind of like there. I only posted like two or three times. I didn't really care for it at all. And then in January, in February, I like started posting consistently. So that's when I say I really started my TikTok was February. Yeah. And then at four months, so February, March, April, May. so in May, middle of May, I ended up at three hundred thousand followers on the app.
0: I know, I remember I checked over was- at your profile. I was like, holy shit, go Olivia, oh my god. It was crazy. I know, you were crushing it too. I would go on every day, I saw you were posting a lot of content.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But looking back on it, it wasn't the content. I definitely veered away from my original goal with it. Hmm. And I kind of wish I did it differently. Part of me is like, wow, I have had all the success and all these followers now. But part of me is like, I feel like I have the followers that I don't really want. Like... Mm -hmm. I like the side hustle economy. I think it's really cool for someone my age, but I feel like I get a lot of people on there who just aren't really interested in, like, the whole actually making money and actually starting a business. It's just, like, get-rich-quick stuff. And I don't... I feel like I built that image on myself that I'm not super proud of now. So there's definitely a give and a take with it, but...
0: Yeah, so, so you're kind of paused at it right now because you're trying to figure out what you want your new brand or your new niche to be? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put so much pressure on yourself with it. I wouldn't worry about, like, why they followed you in the first place. I would just kind of come back whenever you're ready to, and it's like, if they fall off, they fall off, and if not, cool, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I I agree. It's just I'm trying to figure out where I want to go next with it because I don't want to keep posting side hustle stuff or, like, you know, that's just not really what I want to do in the future with it. I really want to start something more solid that I can continue to build on. But yeah, I guess a lot of people were interested in side hustles in the very beginning yeah, and yeah. I got a lot of followers from it.
0: Yeah, I get a lot. And I'm kind of bored with so much of the stuff that I post. It's just tough because I can see it's helping so many people. Yeah. But I, I, in like the past two months, have also been just like reflecting on where I want to go with everything. Because don't get me wrong, everyone listening to this, like, yes, Fiverr's amazing. I'm always going to be like here to help you guys with Fiverr. I'm never leaving. But there's so many more sides to me and things that I'm interested in as far as business goes that it's like I too I'm like I don't know if I want to always be known as the chick that talks about gigs on (laughs) Fiverr
1: yeah that's that's where I'm at right now I don't want to be the affiliate marketer that like you know talks about side hustles I want to be known for something different that's kind of the journey that I'm trying to figure out right now
0: yeah so all right let's say someone's listening to this and they want to grow their TikTok to 350k in four months, what would be some tips you'd give that person on how you did it?
1: Post consistently. Like, yeah. I know that's probably like the number one tip that everyone hears, but it's so true. I was posting probably three or four times per day in the beginning, and my strategy in the beginning is one that I still use now, and it's basically of those four videos or of those three videos that you post, post one that's Kind of like a clickbait video. Like for me, it would talk about money or, you know, talk about something that's just going to grab someone's attention. And then, yeah, you're going to get those haters in that video, but you're also getting a lot of people that ask questions. And what you want to do is make those last two or three videos answering those questions because then it shows that you're providing value to your audience and that you actually genuinely care about what you're talking about and you're not just like, Talking about how much money you make or how quickly you lost weight or like whatever it may be like it's actually Something worth following you for if that makes Mm. sense
0: That's a real that's like a really good piece of advice because I'll do that too, you know, occasionally it's like that's the name of the game You do have to do that clickbait stuff because I'll get on there I'll do a three-minute video step-by-step how-to on Fiverr it flops so bad because nobody comments because it's not Comment-worthy, you know, maybe they watch it, but it just flops so then the next video, it'll be seven seconds. And it'll be me like looking at the camera being like, your nine to five is robbing you, period. And then everyone <laughs> under it's like, what does she mean? Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Shut up, you know? And it's like that one goes viral.
1: Yeah. yeah exactly.
0: You know, that I feel like to me, though, that's the side of all of this that I don't like. Because like, I'm I'm not an actually salesy person at the end of the day. Anyone listening to this podcast, you can tell I'm I'm really just an educator that likes to help people and and talk with people and hear about their experiences and I love learning but I'm really not salesy so I just like I don't really want to get on there and be like you guys have to check out my online course I've like never said that once in a video ever yeah
1: no I get that I I learned very quickly that like I'm not a super guess I was doing very well with affiliate marketing and I mean I still am making like crazy amounts of money without I haven't posted in months and I'm still earning like tons of affiliate commissions from stuff but like It really is, like, I'm telling you right now, if you're not into affiliate marketing, you guys, if you're listening to this, like, definitely take advantage of some of these different companies that have affiliate programs. Yeah. But, like, I'm honestly not a super salesy person. Like, I just wanted to vlog my journey and, like, Mm -hmm. show people that it's possible to, like, side hustle through college if that's something you want to do. And you get all these people coming in the comments that are like ah, you have no clue what you're talking about. And it's like, yeah, well, my bank statement says otherwise. so <laughs> yes. you should, like, F off. <laughs> I love that. That could be a
0: t-shirt. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's like, yeah, I'm still learning. There's some stuff that I don't know. And maybe you do know something that I don't, yeah. but like, don't try and put me down because I have success. Like I'm just trying to help other people find it too. You know? Yeah.
0: You could totally write a book, I feel like it would do really well, called, like, Side Hustling Through College. I feel like that would you be... Think so? Yeah, because it's, like, so many people today, the student loan, you know, in our country, it's out of, like, out of control. People don't know what to do. When I went to college, I was tutoring, I was working, like, all these odds and ends job to, to do what I could. Obviously, it didn't pay anything, like, what this stuff online pays now. That was, like, six, seven, eight years ago. But... I feel like a lot of people would read that book. I feel like a lot of parents would buy it for their kids on, like, their 18th birthday and, like, give it to them for Christmas and be like, please read this so I don't have to pay for your college.
1: Yeah, that—I feel like parents just need to sit down with their kids and, like, actually discuss all this stuff because Mm -hmm. it's crazy. Like, even after— Like, even after all this, like, you know, I've had this great success in the past, like, year and a few months, but, like, even after all this, I'm still coming out of school with, like, $40,000 in student debt, which is ridiculous. And it's, like, I'm not going to be able to pay all that off in, like, one lump sum, so I'm going to have, like, interest, and, like, it's going to add up real quick. And, you know, I'm blessed that I have this side hustle, but there's a lot of people who just don't realize it until they get that first, you know, monthly payment they have to make, and they're, like, oh, boy, what do I do? Yeah. So.
0: Would you say, I? because I know you said you're going to college for a degree you have to go to college for, would you say that college is becoming more, you know, obsolete for other types of majors? Like, would you almost encourage kids, more kids to take, what, what was it called? What's that year called? Rest year?
1: Like a gap year, yeah.
0: Gap year, gap year. Would you encourage more people your age to take a gap year because college isn't actually like as important for a lot of other careers as it as it used to be?
1: Yeah, I think unless you're going to school for like engineering, doctor, lawyer, you know, that sort of stuff. Don't go to school unless you're going through like a military contract, like my boyfriend, he's political Mm. science. He was very blessed that he got a contract in the military, so he owes them like eight years, but he didn't have to pay for school unless you come on with athletic scholarships or the school just gives you a ton of money. Like don't don't do it, you guys, because the stuff that you learn is not applicable to real life. Like, even no. even with my engineering classes that I'm taking, I feel like probably, like, 80% of the stuff that I'm learning is not going to actually be applied to, like, my first engineering job if I choose to get one. You know, yeah. you're going to learn on the spot for a lot of these places. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a huge money grab, in my opinion. You know? like Like, my last semester, like, I supposedly had a $35 fee on my my tuition because there was a hole in the wall and i'm like i didn't make that hole in the wall but i have no way of defending myself so now i pay an extra 35 dollars which is it's just stupid stuff like that
0: ah so stupid like i it makes me upset when i see what gen z you know first millennials now gen z's are being released into their 20s with so much debt that it you almost can't then go experiment in the gig economy, you know, that mm-hmm. I, I do recognize that I went to a state school to make sure that my student loans were low, as low as they could be. Because I do recognize, you know, if you get released into the world with $100,000 in student loan debt, you you know, no, you don't have that same freedom to go check out Fiverr that yeah. the kid who doesn't have it does, you know, or can do. And I always think about now, if I could do it all over again, at 18, I feel like I would just start using Canva and, like, selling, like, ebook covers on Fiverr. I feel like anyone can just, like, use Canva and make money.
1: Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. Canva is an amazing tool.
0: (laughs) It totally is. I don't even use the paid version. I love it. Me too. Oh, yeah, whenever I go on it, I'm like, this is an incredible tool that so many people could make money using it. And you don't even need to say to the client, like, oh, I don't have a graphic design and design degree. Uh, I am using Canva. And, like, they still don't care. (laughs) They just want their stuff. Yeah, Exactly. That's all. Like, that's all that matters. I was going to ask you because you have in your bio on one of your things that you're a social media strategist. So if someone Mm -hmm. was listening to this and they want to pick, let's say, two social media channels to really focus on for either making money or growing their own business in the next year, what would those two be in your opinion?
1: TikTok and YouTube.
0: I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Yeah. I knew it. Instagram is...
1: I have my tea with Instagram.
0: Yeah. You'd
1: think that with the amount of followers I have on TikTok, I'd have way more followers on Instagram. But TikTok... uh, Yeah. TikTok, number one, of course. I don't think they're going anywhere for a long time. No. Everyone's just into the short... The attention span of the average person is, like, seven seconds nowadays. Mm -hmm. You know, people are looking for that short, quick content. Nobody's really looking for, like, readable posts so much anymore. Like, you know, yeah, you can make some, like, Canva posts, you know, for, like, quick graphic designs. But, like, nobody really cares about that anymore. They're looking for, like, video content that they can consume. And I say YouTube as well because typically what happens is people find people on, like, you know, TikTok or Instagram Reels, their short-form content they really like, and then they're more apt to go over to YouTube to watch their long-form content. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen Matt and Abby, the husband and wife, who are, like, young. They're on TikTok. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people find them on TikTok, and then they end up going and subscribing to their YouTube channel, and they have, like, a ton of followers on their YouTube channel now because of it. They all started on TikTok. So... You yeah. can turn that short form content into longer form stuff and then you can end up making money off of YouTube as well.
0: Yeah. In so many yeah, ways. Exactly. YouTube pays so much better than TikTok does in a lot of ways, yeah. you know. There are brands though that will pay good money to be featured on a channel on TikTok, but yeah, YouTube monetization, I I see I'm like, okay, this is if only TikTok paid at the same proportion that YouTube pays for, I'm like, oh, I would make so much money on TikTok. I know. just tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it drives me. Not. I'm I'm with you too. I I honestly have hit a point in the past few months where I just hate Instagram. I just hate it now. Yeah,
1: that's really like, post on there.
0: Yeah, like I feel like it's dead. Like I feel like it's just redundant. I just end up posting what I was already gonna post on TikTok, YouTube, and Pinterest. I'm loving Pinterest right now. Because you I get a lot I of reach, do. yeah. I love those three, and then I get on to, to Instagram and I'm like, Oh, I hate it here, <laughs> it's so stuffy. Yeah. And,
1: I know, but you feel obligated to post, and it's like, I, do. mean, I don't want to post. Like, I
0: know, I know, uh. I know. I'm like, Yesterday, when Instagram and Facebook went down all day, I was like, Wow, I kind of love this because like they're down, so I don't have to care about them right now. Well,
1: I did you see the poll that I put out on my, my Instagram story? No. So I put out a poll asking people, because I was quite curious. I'm like, when Facebook and Instagram was down, where did you go? And my options were TikTok, Twitter, back to sleeper to work. Yeah. Yeah. And or to Pinterest. The first one was back to work. But the second one was TikTok by like Mm -hmm. three times as many. And then Twitter. And then Pinterest had like three people that voted for it. But that just goes to show you that like, even though people are like off you know, Instagram and Facebook, like they're still gonna find some other way to consume content, which you know Always. is is good and bad at the same time for businesses, but also bad for your mental health, which is a whole other side conversation.
0: Oh, well. oh God, yeah, no. And I I went on TikTok and I made a video about Instagram being down on TikTok, and it like instantly went viral because like everybody was looking to bond over hating Instagram together on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, this was, this was low-hanging fruit, but yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I, I believe if anyone's, if you guys are listening to this, I, I would do TikTok and YouTube. I would put all of your time into for the next year because I, I think that will give you the best return of any of the social media sites. All right, Olivia. So what is next for you? Let's say between now and June, what year are you in in college and are you, gra- when are you graduating?
1: I'm graduating in May. Oh my god! Well, technically the April 30th, hard. but yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. So then so, you're going to graduate and do your own thing?
1: Yeah. So right now, I don't really know what the plan is just because this past year has kind of changed my like perspective on everything. I'm going to go for my engineering license. Fingers crossed I get that. Okay. i suck if yeah. I spent four years and I don't get that. So the goal is to go for that. And then honestly, I'll probably just continue working on my business and I have to solidify what exactly I'm going to do and what direction I want to go in. Oh, that's the other like beauty of starting a side hustle is I now have like the monetary assets to start a business. Like yeah. I can put money towards an LLC, you know, I can put m- money towards like softwares that I need. You know, I just have some money sitting around in the bank for my business purposes that like, mm-hmm you know, I can use to start something new, which is really, really nice. And I'm very blessed that I have that. But yeah, I think it's more just like figuring out where I want to go with my business and then packing my bags and travel in the world for a little bit, you know, make some videos, do that, make some money on the road. I would, I would love to do that. I've been lost in my my dorm for too long.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And where, I know I always see your stuff. I can tell you're in the Northeast somewhere. I think I'm in Vermont. (laughs) You're in Vermont. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I recognize it because I'm from upstate. I'm from actually very close to Vermont. So I, I, I see it and I'm like, I feel like she's where I'm from right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I go to school in Vermont, but I'm from Massachusetts.
0: Okay. So you're a New Englander through and I through. Yeah.
1: But I, I don't want to be here too much longer. It's way too cold in the wintertime.
0: That's honestly for me, like living in Florida now the last year, there's parts of the Northeast I miss because it's uh, will always be home in a way to me. Yeah. But. Man, did I freaking hate December to May, the weather? I'm just like, no. It's so bad. It's so it's bad. So bad. Like, I, you know, there were days just for fun. I don't know why I would do this. Like, in February, if I was in upstate New York, I would just like look up what the temperature was in Siberia just for fun, like just to compare it. Oftentimes, it was colder in upstate New York than Russia or Alaska or Iceland. <laughs> yeah, like often.
1: That's ridiculous. I came out of swim practice two years ago, and it was like middle of January, and I came out, my hair was wet, it instantly froze. I checked my phone, it's like negative 24 degrees outside.
0: Oh my god, that's like you're gonna get, I sound like your parents, I'm gonna be like, you're gonna get sick. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) It was so bad. I was like, what is this? Oh, God, yeah, no, I don't miss that part of it. I do miss the fall right now, though. That's why I'm actually going up to New York in a few days. I'm like, I need the fall. I need a week of it.
1: It's so nice. It's It's so nice For that, like, two weeks, it's just so beautiful.
0: I know, it's, like, only two weeks, too, and then all the trees, I swear, one night, they're like, we're gonna drop all of our leaves and look super ugly immediately. (laughs) I know,
1: it's so sad.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, so for everyone listening where can they find you on social media and where can they do business with you while you have the time to do it
1: so if you want to do business with me reach out to me on fiverr if you're interested in my content calendar and if you want to do you know one-on-one with me if you want me to manage your social media accounts or if you want some like strategies or whatever send me a dm on instagram that's kind of the way that i've been communicating Mm -hmm. with people right now or on facebook if you have me on facebook send me a dm there And then I'm pretty much on every social media platform. So just give my name a search and you'll probably find me. Biggest one is TikTok, Instagram, YouTube as well.
0: All right, and guys, I'll have everything linked uh, in the comment section of this as well. So with that, thank you so much, Olivia.
1: Thank you. It was so nice being here.